Hello, I'm Guillermina Gonzalez, Executive Director of the Delaware Arts Alliance, your host for today, and with me, a good friend of this show, Sue Early, Executive Director of Rehoboth Beach Film Society. Welcome, Sue. Hello, from sunny Rehoboth Beach. There you go. Don't, don't tell me that because you're now I'm envious, officially envious. But yeah, we're, exper we're experiencing shorts weather in the beginning of mid-December. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's a nice change. <laughs> wonderful change for a wonderful year that you've been having down there. I mean, it's, it's fantastic, and we're so excited to have you here. Um, I know you have so many news to share among those. Uh, well, I'm going to stop right there. You tell me what you want to share with us uh, today, Sue, but perhaps just briefly stopping by. Um, refreshing people's memories in terms of what the Rehoboth Beach Film Society is all about. Um, the Rehoboth Beach Film Society is about promoting cinematic arts and providing education and cultural enrichment for our community. Um, so we, we host a variety of film programs throughout the year, as well as our signature event is the Rehoboth Beach Independent Film Festival, mm -hmm. which takes place every November. Uh, we, we attract people from about 20 different states that come to see a variety of independent films, including features, documentaries, and shorts, the types of which uh, people typically don't have access to. There you go. And I was reading, again, this, the story associated and how um, the Rehoboth Beach Film Society began And it's fascinating. What began with a group of friends uh, not long ago. Um, 18 how? years ago. Right. We're getting old. No, you're not. You're getting <laughs> seasoned, which is fantastic. But in any event, uh, the love for cinema brought you guys together. Uh -huh. Yes. Um, there was a group that wanted to see more than just mainstream films. Mm -hmm. um, so they met on a, a cold, wintry night at a restaurant mm -hmm. and talked about bringing some independent films um, to various restaurants on a rotating basis. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a gentleman at that um, gathering named mm -hmm. Barry Becker mm -hmm. who had experience with uh, a film festival in Washington, D.C., mm. who said, you can do much more than that. Mm -hmm. And from that um, grew the seed for uh, planning the first Rehoboth Beach Independent Film Festival, which took place in 1998. There you go. And uh, how was then, Sue, and how is it now? What changes uh, have you experienced? Well, unbelievable growth. Um, at that first festival, they sold um, about 5,600 tickets, mm -hmm. and our highest um, producing event sold over 19,000 tickets. Um, mm. I think the quality of films, mm -hmm. the variety of films, uh, we show a good number of international films, mm -hmm. uh, films from other countries, which really provide a wonderful opportunity for people to learn about cultures, see, you know, the geography of various countries. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's a great opportunity for people. I, I think film is an underappreciated art form. Mm -hmm. um, it does so much to inspire, educate, um, encourage, make people more aware In addition to entertaining, there's a lot of value that the, the art of film presents. And the value translates into economic impact. You and I had an interesting conversation not long ago where you clearly reflected how um, 
your, your main event attracts people from so many different places, even internationally speaking. So right. you tell us about that. Well, um, our event takes place every November, which mm-hmm. is considered the shoulder season down here. Mm-hmm. We're past the summer, the heights of the summer business. Mm-hmm. Um, so using Rehoboth Beach Dewey Chamber of Commerce calculators, mm-hmm. the, the film festival brings over $2 million worth of business to the local economy. Mm-hmm. That means in terms of you know people coming here, traveling here, mm-hmm. eating, shopping, mm-hmm. lodging, mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a it's a big boost for the economy during the fall. But in addition to outside people coming in, mm-hmm. the event also brings a lot of business to the local economy. Mm-hmm. We are um using vendor we we purchase services from various vendors um for things like printing, mm-hmm. uh, purchasing t-shirts and having them silk screened, mm-hmm. rental of chairs and tables, cleaning services, rental of the venues that we use, and the list goes on and on. Which is, that's economic impact. People tend to think that it only relates to, to buying tickets, and that's the one portion of it. Right. But the rippling effect is precisely what you just described, the, the eating, the buying, and there's so many different things and activities that people do while going there for a specific film, for instance. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the short-term impact. But there's also the fact that when people come to an event mm-hmm. and have such a great experience, that usually results in repeat visit, visits. People mm-hmm. come back and mm-hmm. they're purchasing again, or people plan vacations here, mm. or they end up purchasing a second home or maybe either even decide to retire here. Mm-hmm. So there's long-term financial impact as well. Mm-hmm. And, and that is a terrific point because one of the questions uh, a few minutes ago is how did you begin and how is it now? And, and, and the number of tickets that you have sold throughout the years, mm-hmm. that speaks in itself to the increasing impact that you're referring to right now. Right, right. And so one of the exciting announcements that um, the Rehoboth Beach Film Society mm-hmm. has is that we will be opening a cinema art house theater. I'm it, sorry, a cinema art theater in February of 2016. Isn't that something? I remember talking to you not long ago about the idea of doing that. And you are right. physically completing. Tell, tell us the journey. Well, Renner, well, we for over six years, we have been looking for an appropriate site that had the ceiling heights that we needed, that would have the parking, mm-hmm. that was geographically accessible. It was quite a, quite a journey that was, you know, also that was affordable. Mm-hmm. So we were finally able to um, secure a location in Dartmouth Plaza in mm-hmm. Lewis, right behind the Wawa there. Okay. And it's going to include a 104-tiered seating theater mm-hmm. with, as well as a small screening room. So the opening of this venue is going to enable the Film Society to greatly expand um, our programming, to, to reach youth, to provide more youth programs, mm-hmm. more theme-typed film series, some mini-festivals. Uh, we also plan to do simulcasts of the National Theater Live at this venue. Mm. But for example, the first um, new event that we're going to be um, hosting mm-hmm. in collaboration with our partners, the uh, Jewish seaside community, mm-hmm. uh, we are going to be hosting, co-hosting the first Rehoboth Beach Jewish Film Festival mm. in March, March 16th to 20th. Mm. 
I see. Um, and this is a way that we're using the art of film to to make people more aware of not just our cultural differences, mm-hmm. but the commonalities that we all share, mm-hmm. which really are far greater than our differences. There you go. And that's uh, you were mentioning not long ago that uh, it is uh, not that um, extensively used, as uh, I'm talking about cinema in general, uh, as a tool of some sort. Please elaborate on, on, on that. How do you see films be making may, perhaps a different kind of community? Well, first of all, film is an art that tends to be much more affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, so it brings people of diverse backgrounds together mm-hmm. in the same audience. And what we tend to do is we um, schedule guest speakers who are somehow affiliated with the film or the content of the film, Mm -hmm. and they introduce the film and then lead a post-screening discussion, which really generates a lot of interaction Mm -hmm. among audience members. Mm -hmm. You know, they present their uh, individual perspective on what they thought. They share uh, questions and concerns, and it really develops a very positive interaction. And a lot of times, people after the film, they'll go out into the hallway and continue to talk, or they'll go to a nearby restaurant mm-hmm. and continue a discussion. We've had a lot of friendships and relationships develop mm-hmm. from from film events. Well, I, I totally relate to that. You were uh, actually you were actually reading my mind because I do have a, a, a movie group that get together every month, and indeed we go and watch a movie, then have dinner, typically BYOB. So we actually uh, let the conversation go wherever it needs to go, and it's a fantastic way of uh, getting to know each other, deepening friendships, and it's precisely the kind of environment that you are referring to right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me go back to um, to you in in a second, but uh, enge- re-engaging with the audience to let them know that you are listening to Delaware State of the Arts uh, New Stock 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. We're very fortunate today to have Sue Early, Executive Director of the Rehoboth Beach Film Society, talking about many things, but also the economic impact of their many activities, and we'll continue talking about that. So thank you very much for staying with us. Okay. Now, um, you have some also good news to share. Uh, not only you are accomplishing great things in a new location, uh, um, the fantastic films that you have brought uh, throughout the years, but also you have accomplished the standards for excellence. Tell us about that. Um, Yes, we received um, accreditation from the Standards of Excellence. That is an an ethics accountability code for the nonprofit sector. And what it is, it's a code of accreditation standards and procedures Mm -hmm. relating to the governance of a nonprofit organization. And it means that the organization has met the standards for best practices in nonprofit management. Staff and peer reviewers from across the nation, Mm -hmm. they conduct an in-depth review of every aspect of the the nonprofit applicant's governance, Mm -hmm. programming, fiscal management, fundraising, and personnel policies and and operations. Mm -hmm. Um, As the chair of the Film Society's Governance Committee, the person who led this effort, Julie Davis, she likes to call it the good housekeeping seal of approval 
for Indeed. nonprofits. Mm-hmm. So we're very proud of that. Um, we were actually the first arts organization in the state of Delaware to achieve this status, mm-hmm. the first nonprofit in Sussex County, and the third organization statewide. It's, it's a pretty comprehensive um, process. Mm-hmm. It involves three tiers. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it can be time-consuming, but it really um, provides a valuable self-examination of how your organization operates, mm-hmm. and it requires a lot of involvement of the board of directors. Mm-hmm. During this process, the Film Society learned that we were, we were implementing most of the best practices, but perhaps our policies needed to be tweaked mm-hmm. or you know updated a bit. And I'd really like to give kudos to Dana, the Delaware Alliance for Nonprofit Advancement, mm-hmm. as they are a great resource in terms of training and reference materials for this process. So it was a, a good learning tool for you and your board and your staff in, in, in perfecting perhaps the many things that you guys are already doing, but maybe needed some kind of enhancement, if you will. Right. I'm going to say improving rather than perfecting because I don't think we're ever going to achieve that status, <laughs> although we may strive for it. There you go. Good point. Point well taken. Uh, now, what is in, in bottom line uh, moving forward, the impact that this might have in your organization and maybe your operations and perhaps uh, some of the things that you see coming this way based on, on this accomplishment? Well, we, we now have um, a process for, you know, reviewing. You know, certain things sometimes can fall through the cracks. Mm-hmm. But now we have measures in, prog- in, in, in being implemented that keep us, you know, following the, the procedures that we've established, reviewing them, updating them. Um, but one of the things that we're hopeful for is that mm-hmm. this achievement makes potential funders look at us uh, with uh, a better perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes being down here in Sussex County, we're not well known mm-hmm. um, to some of the funders up in, in, in Newcastle County. Mm-hmm. So when we submit an application and it shows this achievement, we're hoping that that will, you know, raise their awareness of, mm-hmm. okay, this is an organization that, that um, has their ducks in order and is, is, doing, is doing good things not only in terms of providing services, but how they operate as well. There you go. And, and uh, clearly so, that could have a positive impact. Now, you are well known, so you know. In case you didn't know, there's many people that, friends of mine, believe me, uh, that tell me, you want to come over, we're going to go to uh, the, 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 the films in Sussex County by the Rehoboth Beach Film Society. So uh, you're well known, believe it or not, and people from here go unwillingly uh, and, and, and so um, to the to the film festival. So kudos to the many things that you've been doing, to the many accomplishments. But that brings me to the next question: um, What plans do you have for 2016? Or let me rephrase: uh, What do you see uh, were the the most important accomplishments besides the one that we that we just talked? in 2015, and therefore, what's the plans for 2016? Well, I I think one of the major challenges um, that many nonprofits, not only in the state of Delaware, but Mm -hmm. throughout the country, are experiencing, and that is the budgetary challenges. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to be opening a new venue. We need to fill seats. Mm -hmm. And people can say, oh, we're so glad you're going to be doing that. We're so looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. but we need them to be regular participants. Mm-hmm. So our goal is going to be programming, 
programming mm-hmm. such a variety of films mm-hmm. that we attract people from all different communities um, throughout this area. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be our big challenge. There you go. Now, uh, can you give us a hint of what's on in the pipeline for 2016 so people begin getting excited about the so many different things that you're thinking? Well, one of the things I mentioned is we're going to be doing simulcasts of mm-hmm. National Theater Live. Mm-hmm. So those are you know live performances from England that we're going to be bringing here, uh, just like we already do the Met simulcast mm-hmm. of the Met Opera at the high school. But this we're going to be doing in our new venue. And we're really expecting people to be excited about that. It's going to provide a wonderful opportunity for them to see a form of art mm-hmm. that they don't need to cross the Atlantic to see. <laughs> um, um, as I mentioned, the Jewish Film Festival, mm-hmm. um, we're also going to be doing a, a women's, women's influence on our culture series mm. in March. Um, we're going to be doing an environmental film festival uh, we're going to be doing a regional showcase, which used to be part of our um, annual film festival. We're going to make it its own mini festival oh, okay. in which we will feature the local film work of people from the tri-state area, mm-hmm. local filmmakers from the tri-state area. Um, so we're really um, looking forward to be able to make that um, the primary feature of an event. Um, you know, this will be fine opportunity for local people who may not have a chance for their films to be seen mm-hmm. to public audiences. Um, this may be their first film. Uh, they can be emerging filmmakers who mm. will, you know, their careers will grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we feel very fortunate to, um, to, to be in a place that we're able, going to be able to do that. We're also going to be um, hosting camps for the summer, film mm-hmm. camps mm-hmm. for the youth um, next summer. Um, it's a good way to get kids involved in the arts at an early age, mm-hmm. make it a lifelong um, hobby or skill or interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, we've got a lot, a lot in the works. It's Don't want to give out too many secrets right now. There you go. No, no, no. We understand you have to keep uh, people engaged. And, and mm-hmm. to keep them engaged, probably you want to share the website and how to connect with you guys so they are always aware of the things that are coming up. Um, would you like to share that? www.rehobithfilm.com There you go. Can they call you if needed? Oh, sure. 302-645-9095. Excellent. And if they want to do some holiday shopping, they can also visit our website. We have a lot of merchandise from previous festivals, great beer glasses, and a partnership with Dogfish Head um, that are available for purchase. There you go. So it's it's about time. And, and as you said, you want to have uh, those steady patrons of... Uh, films and the likes. So do they have like a special discount if they buy things like well in advance, say various uh, films, for instance? Well, if you become a member of the Film Society, which is $30 and it's 100% tax deductible, Mm -hmm. uh, we offer discounts to various events uh, to members, to Film Society members. So over a course of year, year, Mm -hmm. um, your membership will be paid off rather quickly. There you go. Now, what keeps so early engage with the arts? Um, th- th- being able to see um, how people appreciate and enjoy mm-hmm. opportunities that are not commonly available to them. Um, it- it's great to see an interest in 
they're wanting to learn about different countries or mm-hmm. different cultures or even historical films. Um, and to watch them leave a film and just be be so thrilled about what they saw. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If they're talking or thinking about that film, mm-hmm. whether they liked it or not, the next day, the next week, the mm-hmm. next month, mm-hmm. that film had an impact on them. And that's our goal. There you go. So you want to make people think via cinema. Yep. Exactly. There you go. Um, so words of wisdom for those who maybe you're, you're, you're the, the film that caused that to you, Sue, what's the last one that made you think that way? You know what? There are so many, but I'll, I'll talk about one film that we showed at this year's festival. Okay. It was called Landfill Harmonic. It mm-hmm. was a documentary. And sometimes people think, oh, documentaries are going to be serious. They're mm-hmm. going to be, you know, educational. Mm-hmm. This was made in Paraguay, and it was about a group of young children who learned to play music on instruments that were made from trash in a landfill. There you go. It showed when they got together their uh-huh. their first competition and how they grew together and developed relationships and skills and became very competitive with other um, musical groups across the country. That and it fantastic. you know it also talked about explored the challenges of their life, mm-hmm. but to see how much they grew in that time period. They became wonderful musicians with simple things like the sides of soup cans. It's an incredible film. It sounds like it. And with that, Sue, we need to thank you for your time, for the many things that you've been doing, and bring you back very soon so you continue sharing all about films. Thank you for having me, 